You might feel like you can't burn the fat from your belly without having access to a gym with a wide variety of equipment. But in reality, you don't need any equipment at all to reduce and eliminate your belly fat along with any other excess body fat that you may have right now. All this fat can come off at home even if you don't have a single dumbbell. And today I want to give you some simple tips that you can follow to start reducing your waistline at home without any equipment. And most of you I'm sure already know that you're going to have to create a calorie deficit. To create a calorie deficit, you don't need to do intense workouts. Most of the calorie deficit that you create will be from changes to your diet rather than changes to your training routine. So all you need to do is figure out how many calories you need to consume to be in an optimal calorie deficit for fat loss. And you can either use my calorie calculator in the description or another one that you find off of Google to get an idea of how many calories and macros you should be eating per day to burn fat. Now, I'm sure a lot of you don't want to count calories. I no longer count calories, and you don't really have to for very long, even if you're just a beginner. I just want you to get a good idea of how many calories and macros are in the foods that you typically eat on a daily basis. This usually takes a few weeks tops because most people routinely eat the same meals and dishes on rotation without even realizing it. Now, to actually make sure that you reduce your calories in a way that's still enjoyable, and sustainable for you so you can stick to it, I like to recommend cyclical dieting approaches rather than continuous dieting approaches. Of course, both can work equally well depending on your preferences, but most people already know about continuous energy restriction where you reduce your calories by a certain number per day, like let's say 500 calories per day to burn off an extra 3,500 calories per week. Cyclical dieting, on the other hand, achieves the same 3,500 calorie number, except the number of calories that you get per day varies depending on the day, the week, or even the month that you're in. So one pretty common cyclical dieting strategy that you probably heard of and actually works well for many people is carb cycling. There are many ways you can carb cycle, but the general idea is that you would vary the amount of carbs you're having per day, going from high to medium to low or no carbs, and then repeating this cycle. Another one is Matador dieting, which stands for Minimizing Adaptive Thermogenesis and Deactivating Obesity Rebound. In a nutshell, this means it's set up to help you keep the weight off after you lose it. Matador has much longer cycles. First, you would apply a more aggressive reduction in calories. So normally you would reduce your calories by around 20% from maintenance to see noticeable changes over time. But with Matador, for the first two weeks, you're going to be more aggressive and reduce by 30% from maintenance. You would do this for two weeks, then you would cycle off, and for two weeks you would bring your calories back up to maintenance levels. And you would just do that back and forth. Two weeks is the ideal time to implement these diet breaks because that's around when your metabolism will become fully adapted to the number of calories that you're eating. And by dieting only for two week intervals, there's much less of a negative effect on your hormone health and metabolism like there would be with most traditional continuous energy restriction models. It also gives you a mental break, which is one of the biggest benefits of any type of cyclical dieting strategy. Intermittent fasting is actually another example of cyclical dieting that you can try instead. One form is the 5-2 diet where you're eating either zero or very few calories two days per week and then eating more freely the other five days of the week. There's one meal a day where essentially you're cycling between 23 hours of no food and then one hour of eating. And of course, I'm sure you heard of the lean gains method, which is the most common approach to intermittent fasting, where you're cycling between 16 hours of feeding periods and eight hours of fasting periods every day. So these are my favorite cyclical dieting strategies that can help you easily reduce your calories while still having cheat meals, larger portions, and diet breaks. 
And I know I just went over a lot of options, and that's because the truth is, there's no one best cyclical dieting strategy. This is why we customize a number of different dieting styles for our clients based on what we think will work best for them, and if it doesn't fit, we change it. But once you know which one of these sounds like a good fit to try, there are a few other crucial steps that'll make it easier to reduce your calories and burn fat. And first, you wanna get away from any added sugar. Sugar is very easy to overeat since it's not satiating and it digests very quickly. Most people don't recognize how much sugar they're having throughout the day. The average American takes in 270 calories of added sugars every day. That equals 1,890 calories per week, which is the equivalent of a little over half a pound of body fat every week. It might be in your coffee, in your soda, or even that power bar that you thought was gonna help you lose weight. But for sure, the type of sugar that has the most impact is the sugar that you get from beverages. People that drink sodas and other sugary beverages tend to weigh more than people that don't. Fortunately, the solution is very easy. Replace sodas with non-sugary options like water, coffee, tea, or if you do crave something sweet, a sugar-free diet soda is fine as well. A great tip that can make it much easier to avoid sugary foods is to get rid of the junk food that you have lying around in open sight. Research shows that people that are obese tend to have more junk food in their house compared to people that maintain a healthy body weight. Correlation doesn't necessarily mean causation, but this is an interesting relationship. One you might want to use to your advantage if you want to lose your belly fat. The reason for this is because you're much more likely to eat junk food if it's laying around in direct sight. But when that junk food is out of sight, you'll be less likely to crave it and you'll be able to choose when you want to have cheat meals and diet breaks on your terms. Instead, stock up on foods that are filling and unprocessed. The general rule of thumb is that you wanna go with single ingredient foods that you find on the outside perimeter of your grocery store. The best of these foods at filling you up per calorie are usually vegetables as well as some fruit. I want you to imagine your appetite and your stomach requiring 100 units per day to feel full. Each food you eat will add a certain amount of units towards filling your 100 unit tank that represents your appetite. Some foods will satisfy hunger and fill the 100 unit tank better per calorie than other foods and we can use that to our advantage. On a per calorie basis, fruit and vegetables are the most satiating, which is why basing much of your diet around fruits and vegetables helps you stay in a calorie deficit without feeling hungry. This is why research shows that eating more fruits and vegetables can help people lose weight and make them less likely to gain back the excess pounds. The main factors that influence how full you feel after eating fruit and vegetables are the high fiber and water content. The fiber slows the digestion process down, literally keeping your stomach full for longer, and the water content stretches the stretch receptors in your gut, which signals your brain that your stomach is full, leading to a reduction in hunger. Aside from the foods that you get from the produce section, you'll also want to fill your house with high protein foods like chicken, fish, pork, meat, or vegan sources of protein like seitan, tofu, or quinoa. Protein is extra important because it also increases satiety and causes you to automatically consume fewer calories. This is because protein raises levels of a bunch of satiety hormones like GLP-1, cholecystokinin, and peptide YY, while reducing the hunger hormone ghrelin. That's why studies show doubling your protein intake from 15 to 30% of your daily calories will likely wind up saving you up to around 450 calories throughout the week. On top of that, the calories from protein are tougher for your body to digest, so part of those protein calories are burnt off just during the digestion process. Taking in enough protein also helps maintain muscle mass while you get leaner, which is beneficial for keeping the lost pounds off. A good guideline is to aim for at least 0.7 to 0.8 grams of protein per pound of body weight per day. 
Another simple tip that's proven to help fill you up and reduce calorie consumption is to drink a glass of water before every meal. Just like fruits and vegetables that have a high amount of water content, drinking water directly before your meals will also reduce your appetite and calorie intake just by filling up and stretching out your stomach. In a study where participants drank half a liter of water before eating breakfast, they automatically reduced calorie intake from that meal by 13%. And in another study, drinking the same amount of water before each daily meal led to an almost additional half extra pound loss per week for 12 weeks compared to not drinking water before their meals. Now, so far I've given you a bunch of actionable tips for your diet, but there's also no reason why you shouldn't be performing workouts right at home. Even though diet plays a bigger role in creating a calorie deficit, your workout plays a huge role in maintaining and maybe even gaining some muscle mass as you drop body fat. This is extremely important if you wanna maintain your results long-term and not get trapped in a vicious cycle of constantly having to reduce your calories further and further. Muscle is more metabolically active than fat, so you can maintain a higher metabolism by maintaining more muscle. So examples of excellent resistance training bodyweight exercises are push-ups, chin-ups, inverted rows, lunges, and pistol squats. You can adjust these exercises that you do based on your current strength level and progress from there. For example, a more advanced variation for the push-up is a decline push-up, then an explosive push-up, then a clap-up. I'll include a link below to a couple bodyweight workout routines that you can get started with today. Next, you're definitely going to need to get enough sleep. People often overlook sleep, but in terms of building muscle and burning fat, sleep is right up there with diet and exercise. It's that important. Getting enough sleep helps reduce your hunger hormone ghrelin while raising a bunch of satiety hormones, making it easier to maintain a calorie deficit. We also have studies that show that sleeping just 40 fewer minutes per night from Monday to Friday can shift the ratio of muscle loss to fat loss from 20% to a whopping 80%. Unfortunately, there's no number that I can give you as the best amount of sleep. It really depends on a number of factors, including your genetics. But generally speaking, you should aim for around at least seven to nine hours of sleep per night. Finally, last but not least, it's very important that you set good and achievable fat loss goals. Over a thousand studies have consistently shown that setting high and specific goals is linked to increased performance, persistence, and motivation compared to vague or easy to achieve goals. So to take advantage of this, follow four steps when setting your goal. One, be clear on exactly what you wanna achieve in the short term, like the next month, as well as the long term, like the next year, and write it down because writing it down increases the likelihood of achievement by 42% compared to just thinking about it. Step two is to write down why you wanna achieve these goals. Then step three is to tell a friend or family member. And finally, step four, be clear on how you'll measure your progress. For example, in the case of losing belly fat, you might decide to measure the size of your waist once every two weeks. This will help ensure that you're continuously making progress. So that about wraps it up. I really hope you start following these simple steps outlined in this video to start burning fat immediately. If you enjoyed the video, make sure you subscribe to this channel. Also, if you want any extra help with your diet, we can customize the ideal plan for your body and your preferences, whether that's intermittent fasting, carb cycling, keto, vegan, or a variety of other options. The best part is if you decide to work with us for six weeks, you can get the entire plan and the coach for free just by sticking to the program for the full 42 days. We refund your initial deposit for the program at the end to incentivize you to actually complete the program and get the results that you want. 
Using our methodology, our clients are routinely able to lose 20 pounds or 5% of their body fat within our six week shred. And after the six weeks, most people are so blown away by the results that they wanna continue training with us. And that's our secret hope to be completely transparent. We wanna prove ourselves to you, but you're not obligated to stay at the end. To find out more, you can click the link below in the description, or you can head on over to my website directly at gravitytransformation.com. I'll see you guys soon.